All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. That's a smart shirt you have on. It's very Swedish. <laughs> is it sweet? You mean it's well? It's kind of Ukrainian colors. Well, that's which, true too. I didn't do that on purpose. I just like bought this T-shirt because it was eight dollars, mm-hmm. and then I put on my watch that has the Ukraine watch strap. Yes. And I was like, okay, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> there's a lot of blue and yellow stripes. You're almost being over-supportive. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, give them a chance. Throw now. some red on. Yeah, they could do some <laughs> for themselves, can't they? <laughs> throw some red on. <laughs> Was that too far? Yikes. I'm not even psyched about Fork my own country's Canada. colors. I'm, I'm like very slowly drifting towards this like very granola idea of countries are fictional. Countries are fictional. Countries are dumb. The closer we, we get to, to national pride, it's nationalism. Exactly. I mean, there's there's a it's a... It's a blurry line. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that we started there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I wanted to get off my chest. <laughs> so. I had to come back after a long hiatus to really get down to brass tacks. Exactly. Really figure out society. How you doing? Good. Good? Yes. Yeah? How are you? I'm tired. I was up like at five today, so I, mm-hmm. I have a coffee on the go. You offered me a drink. I'm taking it because I You're don't work You're having evening tomorrow. coffee? I'm having evening coffee. I'm not going to have any problem falling asleep, so I'm not okay. worried about it. Um, but so, yeah. I'm just kind of, you know, trying to trying to jazz up. Remember when I would do the shows and have a coffee before and we'd be like, whoa, that was a coffee show. That's true. It's basically what I'm going for. The success of the podcast really relies on your wakefulness because I ju- I'm just well, like I don't slowly know descending true. into being worse and worse at this. It's but- a generous thing to say, but you do all of the uh, preparatory work and I yes. really just show up. So to say that my needing coffee is the 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 key i think you're the key <laughs> and my not having coffee just makes it shittier i don't know if this is intentional maybe you having done the podcast for over six years you've just like innately come to be more pop culturally attuned okay but if you go back to old episodes mm-hmm. like you don't know anything about what's going on in the world pop culture is that true oh yeah there's nothing i can tell you like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage <laughs> eight nights ago. And, and I'd like, be what like, what happened, really? What? You got to be kidding me. And I- now most of the time you're like, oh, I've heard about this. Oh, right. I saw that thread. Yeah, got it. I I haven't looked for the last like week, though. I feel like you're going to pull some stuff out that I might not no, be. There's no, there's probably not a whole lot of stuff that that's really going to blow you away. Uh, what about life? How's your life? Life's good. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I'm getting married next week. You are getting married in 11 days. Yeah, it is 11 days. And your wife isn't even so here sweet right of now. You that you know the day count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's not here. She's in Banff. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, sure it does. Yeah, it really does. But like we have and I can say this openly. I'm not going to add to her anxiety by nah. saying this now. Like we have so much stress about her traveling do. right now. Yeah. Because after 3 years and 4 wedding dates, <laughs> right. We've come to a time where actually COVID's not great in the province, but like the province doesn't give a shit and there's never going to be COVID restrictions again. Like, that's not going to be the reason we can't have our wedding. But the great uh, tragic irony would be if we can't have it because one of us got COVID. I say you just go through with it at this point. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Heads up, we do have COVID. Yeah. Back up. This is the new red wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It gave everyone COVID. Yeah. All the main characters got stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it'd be fine. At long last. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be very, very good. What are you watching? Uh, so I just finished We Own This City. It was oh, good. Yeah. It, uh, I actually really liked it. It was a good, like, 
dip into the wire. Burnthal was awesome. The story was crazy and true. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, just a lot of good acting and uh, a pretty crazy outcome. Okay. All I'm all. not hearing a lot of buzz about it. No. It, it's one of those like HBO-ish, probably very critically appreciated. Yep. I know the Ringer guys talk about it a little bit. Yeah. I, I also finished, I don't know if I talked about this the last podcast that we had, but I did finish um, Winning Time. Okay. It was good. Yeah. It wasn't amazing. Also fizzled. Like, De- yeah, by definitely. all accounts, that show big should time. have been a big old splash, especially riding off of uh, the the Jordan documentary from a few years ago. Like, yeah. presumably, there should be a lot of Johnny-come-lately basketball fans who want to watch a flashy, dramatic show. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. People didn't really seem to glom onto. I almost time. think things like this new Adam Sandler movie featuring a bunch of, like, current yeah. basketball players is going to be more of a hit than Winning Time. The hustle? Yeah, because like current people are into current basketball. Jordan was one thing because yeah. he'd like never said anything about himself. So this that was like a huge get. Well, I think also it transcended basketball the way Game of Thrones transcends fantasy. Yes. There's something about it that just made for really that good entertainment. Just clicked. Yeah. For sure. Um in a way that I kinda wonder if Stranger Things does too. Oh, 100%. Have you, have you watched any of the new Stranger Things? Only one of them, because each one is a feature film. It's crazy. It's crazy. We watched two so far. And then Becky left town, and so I can't watch it. And now you, I know, yeah. and Jen's gone too, so yeah. I, I Where's Jen? can't watch it. She's in Newfoundland for a couple oh, okay. days. Right yeah. On. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, uh, the thing I noted about Stranger Things this time around, cool story, like everything that's happening. Yeah. It's great. Stranger Things deserves... All the credit. Someone's kind of possessed. There's monsters yeah. crawling around here. Totally. Ragtag get together of all of our merry men. That's right. We're going to fight these beasts. Love the people that they cast every yeah, season. The, the newcomers. Eh? The newcomers are always so Somehow solid. they fit in really seamlessly. It doesn't yeah. feel like some of these shows that have been around for a little while, when they add new cast members later on, it feels very disjointed. Right. Like, oh, they're just trying to freshen up the show and this person doesn't. I mean, a great example would be What's his name on that 70s show? Everybody blames Randy for the death of that 70s show, but that right. show, it was, it was due to end. You know what's um, crazy? <clears throat> I, I think it might be like a period piece thing. Maybe. <laughs> In the sense that like it's an 80s thing and you can be like, okay, what other types of characters were around then? Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. You know, like it's easier to do that than to be like, okay, what can this current day show use? I don't know, like an influencer? Can we throw an influencer in? Yeah. There? Yeah, but it just seems like... Uh, let's do a Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons thing. And we'll have this guy who's like... But he's also kind of like a burnout freak. Totally. Like from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, exactly. That guy is insanely charismatic. Isn't he way. awesome? Yes. Like he's... I'm so happy that they cast this guy. Me too. And I'm really a big fan of... Uh, is her name Cassie? She's the other new one who's like the cheerleader who's... Yeah. Honestly, one of the scariest things I've ever seen. It was when twisted. She, when she bugs out in his trailer. It was twisted. Like, they were pushing the envelope yeah. with the season of Stranger Things. I can't remember if, like, Stranger Things has gotten scarier or if it's always been that scary. And I just, I allow myself to push through it because I it's genuinely one of my favorite shows. I think it's gotten scarier. I think so, too. Like, I was watching it being like, man, if I was in junior high, I feel like this would be affecting me. Yeah, I joked when they first showed uh, Cassie or it first became clear that she was going to be, like, one of the main characters now. <laughs> casting call for Sydney Sweeney type because she's right. really got like the blonde thing and yeah, the, yeah. the big eyes thing yes. and um yeah uh, I've, I've only seen one of them but but home run so far those 
like mainstay kids are so old now. I saw Millie Bobby Brown on Fallon. She looks like 30. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. All of the kids look pretty old. Yeah. Jen thinks none of them have really aged well. <laughs> Into like more handsome people. Yeah. She's like, all of them look so strange right now. Well, like uh, Dustin, maybe he still has another awkward phase to get through, but like he used to be cute and he's not cute right now. Right. <laughs> I feel like they're also non-cuting him up. Like they're making sure. him look like a real like. Well, he has slob. this weird mullet and yeah. the silly hat and yeah. everything. But you're right. Like even uh, last year when they added Brett Gilman, like that was a great ad for the yes. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. Um, I finished Severance. Did we talk about that? I don't want to spoil it. No, but... we didn't. Yeah. But yeah, you don't want to spoil it. But did you? What did you think? I loved it so much, but my problem was I never expected it to be nine episodes. Yeah. And oh, so, so you thought there was another episode. Yeah, I, I spent 24 hours thinking there was another episode. That sucks. So I watched the finale and I was like, oh boy, can't wait to watch that tomorrow. All day, I'm like, can't wait to watch the last Severance tonight. Oh, and I get that's there. a bummer. It's a hardcore cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. I um, had the exact same thing with Tokyo Vice. Mm. Although wasn't it, it didn't even feel like it ended on a cliff. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, in the first episode they show that like scene where they're about to like have dinner and it seems like it's going to be like a big sting operation at the very end. Did I watch Tokyo Vice? Oh, maybe you didn't. Did we do a podcast about Tokyo Vice? I think we talked about it, but we only ended up doing one show because we could only commit to one. Maybe show. that's what it was. Yeah. But the same week we watched the Gary Oldman one. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. So we picked slow horses instead right. of Tokyo Vice. Man, I'm so behind on, on quality TV. <laughs> I haven't watched anything. Slow horses was solid. Yeah. But uh tokyo vice did exactly that i think it was eight episodes and there it just almost seemed like there was no ending oh that's like, too bad yeah are they gonna keep going yeah i think so slow horses may have gotten renewed it did they they did the thing that the bbc does where right. at the end of the season they're like next season on slow horse mm -hmm. <laughs> whoa yeah they've already like kind of uh gotten ahead of themselves which is kind of nice mm -hmm. i finished a bunch of things actually I finished, oh let's hear i finished life and beth Okay, what'd you think? Good. I think I said to you initially that it doesn't feel different enough from Trainwreck to me. Right. And that's sort of still true. Certainly, she's like going over her parent issues again. Yep. Um, but I actually think it's a really great piece of writing. It was good. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. I think yeah. it gets better as it goes. I think the Michael Sarah character is very interesting. I thought Rappaport was really something yes that guy's so good he is really good yeah he's it's such a good like actor he might get I in his own way can't tell if he's like at all a good person no i know <laughs> certainly he's entertaining and i like when he's like being michael rapaport pu publicly as well right but just in terms of his acting i think he's got the goods yes and he's gonna be in only the murders in the building too yeah i we talked about the rapaport bill simmons thing before right right well barstool right well there was a barstool thing where everyone just turned against him because yeah. they he wanted him to, to promote something and then he he wanted to like sue them for something and oh god he they yeah uh anyways i think <laughs> on the more quiet side bill simmons basically was like i'm not gonna have you on to like uh promote this book for whatever reason i feel like there was a, a specific reason that he wasn't having him or he wasn't gonna have him like right away mm -hmm. and rapaport just like flew off the handle and that was like they were like okay chill but not, not like gonna be on not in his like gimmicky i curse a lot and i fly off the handle kind of way like it seemed allegedly not okay yeah gotcha this is the because he does that on stern show like that's his whole thing right. is that he flips out and calls everybody else in the football pool a cheater or something right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't. Maybe he took it too far those times, or maybe he was just being himself. Uh, this is us is done. It's over. Yeah. How did that end? Well, good. I mean, like I thought most of the season was was a real victory lap. Like there was a lot of filler towards the beginning, and right. then the final five were pretty good episodes. Okay. I would say the penultimate episode was one of the great episodes of okay. TV. Nice. It was. It was beautiful. Was there a big? twist no no twist okay. and that's and that's i feel very comfortable talking about the ending of of this is us because there are no surprises in the show you know for two seasons that they're going to end this thing on rebecca dying okay as an old lady right um but there's a lot of like dementia stuff in there as well Got it. uh so it gets pretty sad uh they treaded water with this whole like divorce plot with uh kate and toby in the first half of the season and it was a supreme bummer mm-hmm. uh and then in the second to last episode she's dying and the motif is that like younger rebecca this is mandy moore is on a train like going towards her her death and at the end of the train she reaches jack and it's like it's very schmaltzy Mm -hmm. but it's very well done and you know i'm a sap for that kind of stuff sure we thought it was beautiful the last episode was kind of not that emotional so that wasn't the last episode no it it seemed like the big one and certainly it was the one that they felt proud of right uh but i wonder if maybe they wrote it as a finale and then they thought we're gonna need a little palate cleanser so that this show feels like not full of despair right not ending on a death exactly right and so there is a funeral episode that's the series finale and it's kind of hints at where the family goes from there on but half of it this is kind of the neat thing about it is half of it was filmed four years ago when the kids were young enough that they could do this cool like a day in the life of the young pearson family thing and it kind of felt like filler too got it anyway all that to say it's good that this is us is over it's overall a very good show and i'm glad i watched it but Mm. it needed to end maybe a year ago yeah survivor's done they did two back-to-back seasons of survivor uh post-pandemic but both of them were taped like before vaccines or anything so this one's been sitting in the can for a long time okay both of them won by Canadian women of color. Whoa. Yes. Nice. So there's only been three seasons where Canadians were even eligible. Yep. And two times Canadians have won. Man, I did not know Survivor was even on for the last like two years. Yeah. And it was good? Both? Uh, Yeah, pretty good. I think it was one of the better seasons actually. Solid. Uh, So that's not interesting, mostly. Barry, you up on Barry? I'm one episode behind. One episode behind as well. Okay, great. Yeah. Darker than before is Barry. Yes. (laughs) Yes, definitely. He's, yeah. So last episode, not to spoil anything, still not. Doesn't really no. Still not with his girlfriend, and well, she broke pushed, up with him. Pushed his girlfriend even further away. Oh yeah. With the whole, no, I could just do some things to like make it seem like <laughs> change her dog out with a different a dog. Bit. Yeah. Just psychologically, change her dog out with a different dog is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Or like. Take pictures of her when she's sleeping. She won't know I'm there. Yeah. Change some furniture out with slightly smaller furniture. <laughs> like, it's like so twisted. And that really uh, serves to establish that Barry has lost all track of what is acceptable behavior. Right. Because he doesn't realize that he's like crossing a line when he says no. that. And she gets really freaked out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh... It's going to be interesting to see where it goes and how long it goes for. I've been watching I Love That For You. I've watched a bunch more of those. What do you like? It's okay. It's, it's okay. fine. Yeah. She, I, I've only very, watched that first episode. Very funny. Like she continues to be that character. And yeah. there's like kind of a good twist about mid-series. Okay. But all the other characters are cartoons. 
and I don't really know where they can possibly take it. Right. But I've been putting it on. Mm-hmm. Did you watch? I have a feeling you did. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I did. <laughs> did you watch it? Yeah, I've got a lot of feelings about it. Actually, do you? Yeah, a lot of feelings. Um, do you want to just hear my take on it first? Yeah. Like to just. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. I was good with. Um, I think one of the funniest things were the the parody movies that they were making. Yeah. I like that it was like clearly like a. It was kind of like the Lonely Islands movie that I don't know if they like it wasn't like a Lonely Island joint officially. Akiva directed it. Though, oh, he right? did. Okay. Yeah. It it felt like like their take on like a a kids movie that parents could clearly enjoy. Right. My issue is that it felt rather cynical about yeah the industry. Sure. Um, and this idea that the characters who had a TV show that you watched that now they're kind of washed up and they need to go back and have one more adventure. That's not brand new. And I think that's kind of sweet. Right. But that they're able to call in all this other IP and Mm -hmm. make every possible animation reference under the sun. Right. Ugly Sonic. Yeah. They used ugly Sonic. I, I, first of all, just like litigiously, I don't know how they pulled this. I wondered that. I don't understand how they're able to like make jokes about Shrek and use ugly Sonic. Right. And, there's like Family Guy animation in there. There's Homer Simpson mm-hmm. stuff in there. Every character you've ever seen who's animated yep. has some kind of reference in this. And it all just kind of felt like, first of all, if anybody else tried to lampoon Disney, lawyers would be on them oh, so yeah. fast. 100%. But they can pull it off because they're powerful. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of seems like they're they're making fun of this industry in which they profit. I mean, the movie itself. Yes. And so I don't disagree. It has laughs. Mm-hmm. And those characters are funny, namely because they're just being John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, not because it has anything to do with Chippendale Rescue no. Rangers. And by the way, the movie has nothing to do with Chippendale Rescue Rangers. No, I don't know if it even like took any pieces of their personality of the original. Other than that, like all. one is the pragmatic one, one and one silly. is kind of silly. Gotcha. Um, I also think that we're just on a slippery slope with all of this multiverse stuff with Free Guy. That's that's a relevant take. That's it, a very relevant take. There's like. It, what's another one that happened oh space jam 2 there's just like yeah. a little bit too much cross-pollination of stuff being like too meta even and like nothing having just like a sweet story everything everywhere all at once i haven't seen it yet yeah but people are really loving this yeah, movie which is I, it's kind of even past the point where people are loving it now it's like no one's really talking about it at this point you're but. right though and i think that is uh, there is something about that in there but i haven't seen i think that's movie. what it is it's like yeah. a big multiverse story people were calling it like oh this is the multiverse story that marvel should have made or something okay but like <laughs> doctor strange is also that right and i mean spider-man is that it's just like it's acknowledging a little bit too much that this is all bullshit right and that kind of seems like a drag to me. Yeah. Instead of just like trying to convince us that the movie is real. Mm-hmm. I think on the other side of the spectrum is Top Gun Maverick, which I haven't seen. Yeah. And I actually don't have a relationship to Top Gun at all. Okay. But like Tom Cruise has been on this campaign of like trying to save movies. Yes. You know, and like trying to bring people back to the theater and like recreate the cinematic experience. And I mm-hmm. think that's oddly noble, if yep. a little disillusioned. I, I uh, was talking to a girl in my class about this. And she basically said she saw it and liked the original Top Gun and was kind of just annoyed at a bit of like the Tom Cruiseification of it. Sure. Like it's still, I, I mean, the movie's called Top Gun Maverick and she acknowledged that herself, but she was like, just the fact that like 
other people had good stories and it was like Tom Cruise Tom Cruise was saying, "Yes, that too, but I need to do this thing." <laughs> yeah. Like and and that she was like it felt like that was the way the whole movie got made was it was Tom Cruise being like, okay, but he's a little bit more of a circus performer than an actor at this point. Cause he doesn't seem to really prioritize good storytelling. It's not to say that there's never any good stories in his movies. Right. But that's true of the action genre in general, right. not to overgeneralize, but certainly, you know, like mission impossible and James Bond it doesn't so much matter that like James Bond has a heart and maybe a daughter, right. you know, I want to see him drive a car cool. Yes. And that's what we expect from, from Tom Cruise. It's only a shame because he actually is a good actor and 20 years ago, he played some like wonderfully flawed characters and I don't think he's interested in doing that anymore. He just wants to hang off a plane. Yes. He wants to be Ethan. Yeah. I don't remember Ethan's last name from Mission Impossible. Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Cool name that. Um, so you don't care about Top Gun? Have you seen the no, first I'm, Top Gun? I, I'm, yeah, I've seen yeah. the first Top Gun. I never Gun. have. I, I like it. Um, and I am so down to go see this in theaters. It is the biggest opening weekend in Tom Cruise's career. No way. Isn't that insane? People have been talking about it for a long time. It's been done for like three years. Yeah. And people have said like, like even just in passing, like uh, I heard, um, God, what's his name? Don Draper. Uh, Ham. John Ham. Ham. John Ham. Yeah. I heard John Hamm on a podcast like a year ago and he's like, that is actually going to be crazy. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's insane what we do in this movie. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it's probably not going to be one of those things that like comes to HBO max early. So <laughs> it seems like a cool thing for miles Teller. Like he kind of sure. needs something. And this other he? guy, Glenn Powell, who's like, maybe going to, he seems to have, I don't know if you've seen him in things, but like he, has a real movie star charisma and he's okay. in this nice um i think maybe he was supposed to pop three years ago with top gun maverick and then right the movie didn't it's been delayed happen. Since, yeah yeah that sucks for glenn powell sure yeah but now he's uh, here and, and now he's here it. uh today on the anniversary of bo burnham inside he released the outtakes yes which is like 65 minutes of unseen inside content yeah you didn't watch it did you i've seen about two-thirds of it really is mesmerizing no way yeah the thing is, I think there's a, a disservice being done in calling it the outtakes because we think of the word outtake and blooper as synonymous. Right. It's not that at all. It's him I think, like making mistakes I think and getting frustrated. It, yeah, it's some of that. But like outtake, I think is just a play on the word inside. Right. Um, It's another movie. I was going to say, the whole thing is like... He's still in the character. Right. He's still like... he's. St- it's very evident that he's performing in all of it. Okay. Uh, and there's all kinds of new shit too. Right. He cut like a bunch of songs that are good. Interesting. Yeah. So full songs that you'll still oh, yeah. just get to watch. Yeah. And new rambling. Because yeah. like it seems like that was a big part of it. Some of it was very specifically strategized songs with like light cues and certain cinematography and other parts are just like him holding a microphone and looking at himself in the mirror while the camera rolls and he like talks about what he's feeling. Right. And he picked out the stuff that worked best. Yeah. But he must have like hundreds of hours of this stuff because he's got more. Mm. He's, uh, I mean, he obviously doesn't want to start a fade either. Like inside was huge. And then we haven't really. He hasn't gone away. Is that what you mean? No, I, I mean, he kind of has gone away. It's a good thing for him to, re-release this yeah, but it's I guess only he, been a year I know 
you know. But hey, you're only as good as your last special, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that, he does famously does not subscribe to the rules of like how to stay trendy. No, that's true. Um, but and he's honestly, built the a role pretty of, devout uh, fan base. The role of Larry Bird in Winning Time was like 15 lines. Yeah, it just was going to be this kind of like interesting thing. Yeah, I think he's still sort of attached to the Sesame Street movie. Yeah, and he's also making a movie with Jabuki Young White. Okay, he's going to write that movie. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And of course, he directed Rothaniel, and you might have heard um, Gerard talk about him extensively on Armchair. Yes. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah, he was, he's lovely. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah. I love this press tour of his. Yeah. 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 I ha- actually haven't seen Rathaniel yet. You saw it. Oh, yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. You liked it. It's great. I should watch it. It's great in like a Nanette kind of way. You're not going right. to laugh a ton, but it's right. in, it's in, an important artistic exercise. Mm-hmm. I kind of started and didn't finish Nanette. Okay. I kind of think that I'll like... I've I've been a fan of Gerard Car- Carmichael for yeah. a while, so I feel like it'll resonate a little more with me. For what it's worth, like Nanette, Nanette is a tough watch, and I don't think that's like, I don't mean that in a like pejorative context. Like no. it's it's rough at times. She, her subsequent special is called Douglas, yes, and it's not nearly as hardcore. Oh really? But it's okay. really funny. Yeah, she has this whole like visual aid uh, closer about um, like Renaissance art. Okay. And she kind of roasts all these like old paintings and it's okay. really funny. Nice. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Um, Ray Liotta died. Yeah. That was a real, shame. a real shocker. Total shame. He seemed like a guy who was kind of a hard partier. Maybe, but it, this has nothing to do with it. He just kind of a la Bob Saget. He just like had a stroke in his sleep. Yeah. He's 67. He's way too young. Yeah. And I also don't think Ray Liotta necessarily had to be done. You know, he was in Marriage Story a couple of years ago. Like, he could have, like, yeah. out of the blue 10 years from now, turned in a, like, surprisingly great supporting role. Yeah, he picked up some parts. Yeah. He might have, was he in The Irishman? Uh, no, I don't think so. He was in the Sopranos movie. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, yes, he was. That's right. right. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, he still continued to be relevant. I sort of think, at least in terms of the relationship with Scorsese, Leo ate his lunch. Like, I remember watching Goodfellas mm. when you had me watch it for the podcast that time and yeah. thinking, like, if this movie's made 10 years later, this is Leo's part. Yes. In fact, in a lot of ways, The Wolf of Wall Street is Goodfellas with Leo playing Henry Hill. It's just, yeah. like, a different story. Yep. Wow, good pull on Henry Hill. I guess I've heard it talked about recently okay. because of, yeah. Good for you. Um because I, oh, I guess, yeah, you've been reading like obituaries. Or I listen stuff. to podcasts. I listen right. to a lot of movie podcasts. Sure. And a lot of people who do movie podcasts yeah. really love Goodfellas. There's no doubt that Leo is the bigger star here. Like, Well, he's a heartthrob. Right. That was his first phase, and that certainly helps him to have more right. spread, right? You, yeah. play, you play Romeo and Jack Dawson, and there's probably a couple other ones where mm-hmm. he was like very cute before yeah. he got to be like, the great actor Leo DiCaprio, who does right. movies with Scorsese, but he was in Leota had Field of Dreams too, which is a movie he that I don't. Field of Dreams. He isn't Leota. Is oh, Leota. Okay, is in Field of Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Leo. Leo. DiCaprio. Yeah, right. This was a, Ray Leota. This was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a tough time for me to use his last name yeah. when I could have used this. <laughs> I've never seen Field of Dreams, and I call myself oh, a movie junkie. 
Yeah, I think you'd like that. Yeah. The guy who voices Darth Vader's in it. Speaking of surprise specials, Mm -hmm. going back to Bo Burnham, (laughs) uh, did you see Norm MacDonald had a a comedy special unreleased that's now on Netflix? It's on Netflix now? It's called Norm MacDonald Nothing Special, which is a great name for a special. Right. He filmed it also in COVID, but before there was like live comedy again. Right. And so it's just him sitting in front of his webcam reading his jokes for an hour. Oh my God. And I think it's interspliced with like talking head footage of other comedians talking about how like they wish they had a chance to tell Norm what he meant to them. Right. And so it's kind of become this like very sweet thing. Nice. Yeah. I would watch that for sure. I would 100% watch that. Um, Jodie Foster going to headline True Detective season four. Huh. Which is not only good casting. Yeah. It seems like meta casting. This woman's most famous role is being a detective. Yeah. And so are we going to lean into that or are we going to like, I don't think she's going to play Clarice Starling, but like. It's far enough away from. Let's not pretend that she's not Clarice Starling in True Detective. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Maybe it'll be like. That's also a good pull on my part, by the way. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think that she. uh, She. Is she's far enough removed from the role that like why shouldn't she be able to play an investigator or a detective totally in another thing? Yeah, no, I'm I'm fascinated with the idea of of meta casting. I think we've talked about how Ben Affleck seems to choose his parts in ways that like reflect who he is publicly. Yeah, and I find that so interesting. Carrie Fukunaga getting a lot of shade. Oh, what happened? Uh, there was like headlines that I was reading that were basically like his like reign of terror must end. He oh. just kind of like overplant like his his power um on sets is kind of toxic and destructive. I hadn't heard that. That's too bad. Yeah. So you do just on the uh on the true detective tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with that news coming. But out. like what else are his things I, other than that he did no time to die. He did like maniac too, didn't he? Maniac. Oh, the Jonah Hill thing? Yeah, I believe Did that was really? Kerry Fukunaga. That's also one of the great forgettables. Yes, yeah. so forgettable. Um, we started, uh, I, I haven't mentioned this, but we started Ozark. Okay. And someone spoiled it for me on Netflix already. Yeah. And you I mean was, the end? I was pissed. That yeah. sucks, yeah. I was pissed because like- I know what the, happens in the end. Let's not though, spoil it, but I know what Even though now I know the ending, yeah. I'm like, I-, I I'm not, I don't like that they did what this person right. alleges they did yeah. in the end. Um, and I don't know whether to just keep watching it or not. Did you think of that because I brought up James Bond? No, because I was thinking of uh, Carrie Fukunaga and I just kind of connected True Detective. Oh, Maniac has Julia Garner. Oh, it. okay. And that's how I went to Gotcha. Yeah, I heard about it. I also am finding, and this is crucial because normally I would watch Stranger Things a lot more quickly, mm-hmm. um, but I'm finding that there is no chill on Tran- Stranger Things spoilers. And Ugh. like, I make the mistake of watching one friggin' wired autocomplete interview with like Winona Ryder or something, and suddenly my algorithm is like, you have watched the whole season three times, right? You want all this Stranger right. Things content? Here's all the info. And I feel like I know some stuff that happens this season that I wish I didn't oh, know. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. I'm going in just completely, completely blank. Okay, we can go through a couple of these really quickly. Okay. They're doing another Yellowstone spinoff starring Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford. Good right. casting, but good Lord, can we like cool it Chill. on this universe? Yeah. God. Uh, Robert Pattinson's going to star in the new Bong Joon-ho movie. Okay. 
So that's something. Is, is it still going to be all Korean? No, because he that doesn't always be, do that. That would be a flex. <laughs> that would be, yeah, wow. He doesn't always uh, write his movies in, in the Korean language. Is that true? Well, the Snowpiercer wasn't. Wasn't it? No, it's Oh, I guess Chris it wasn't. Evans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rachel Zegler from uh, West Side Story. She's going to star in the Hunger Games prequel. Okay. okay. Rachel Zegler from what? West Side Story. She was... Okay. Uh, is the character's name Maria? Or is that the... Yeah, I think so. Uh, the girl in, okay. in West Side Story. Um, she's going to be in the Hunger Games. I guess they're going to try and like revamp that. Yeah, that's, that's a weird move. That's too soon. It was a real moment though, Hunger Games. The Hunger Games trilogy is fantastic. Uh, you mean as is books or movies? Quadrilogy? The movies, four, the movies are movies, actually fantastic. Books. Yeah. I, I read the first book and I saw the first movie. I might have seen the second movie too, but I don't, I'm not a completionist on Hunger Games. I and don't have a problem with it. Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. It's like, I think one of his last roles. Oh, the cast is, there's just not a dull. Phenomenal. Not, not a bad note. No. Yeah. Um, Sorry, anything else I kind of catch up? Oh, God, there. yeah. I mean, there's probably some more things. Uh, Tommy Chong is confirmed to be in that 90s show. Uh, still no word on Bargain Bob Pinciotti. So he would be like the last remaining regular on that show. Right. Outside who of we could Masterson. see. Is Dana Masterson in jail? I think. Wow. I don't actually don't know if he's in jail. He might be in jail eventually. It doesn't matter. He's definitely never appearing in this show. Right. But like everyone else due to make a an appearance... It seems like they should try and get Bob. And maybe they haven't. I've just missed the memo. Uh, Ellen ended. Oh, really? It's over. I feel like that fizzled. It fizzled. Yeah. It feels like it's been over for a year. Yeah. Right? And she was having a lot of guests host. Yeah. Which is also strange. And, you know, they they did exactly what she surely wanted, which Mm -hmm. was ignore that this show is not what it used to be and right. that her reputation is not what it used to be and she had on the select celebrities who granted are very friggin famous who would come on and say you've changed the world you mean so much what are we going to do without you right uh and other than that it was tone deaf and unspectacular but you know mm. i had to watch like her final comments you did yeah they were like a little um homogenous and boring like she didn't get emotional yeah and then she does this weird, like, kind of theatrical thing where she says thank you, and then she walks over to this uh, couch, like, living room that they've contrived, and she's on Pretends the TV. To stab herself in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks the vial. Uh, she's on the TV, and then she turns off the TV. Wow. And then she her back is to the audience and she, she like turns around and like i don't it felt like it was a reference turns to around and winks and pats herself on the back kind of yeah and then the curtains close and i felt like i was like not in on the joke i was like mm. what is this a reference to maybe that's how her ellen show ended maybe i considered that too yeah but she had aniston on because aniston was her first guest and they played clips from that and i don't know probably like timberlake and pink and stuff hmm. weird yeah um she had a weird like little turn on that kardashian show ellen did yeah well she was just there for like chris's the kardashians birthday the kardashians um she was just there for like it was the strangest group of guests for like chris's birthday Mm -hmm. and then like travis barker was there and ellen was like talking to travis barker and travis barker who i'm now is i'm kind of like is he like the biggest sellout ever yeah because he was like punk rock 
hardcore and now he's like couldn't be more in oh wow ellen i really love what you're doing (laughs) chris you're like the greatest mother i'm like well like a real travis barker sellout moment was like seeing him be the house drummer at the oscars yeah so like while they're playing we don't talk about bruno live it's travis barker playing drums (laughs) just overdo it i always hated any time like there was a there was like a, a broadway production and there's just so much like drum fill happening in between. Yeah. There, that is like such a weird, cheesy part of the Oscars. It's like, and it is, and that's it, exactly what it is. It's the, it's very specific to the Oscars. Like they're doing some kind of like, I don't know, um, musical send up. And for the singing in the rain portion, it's Max Weinberg playing the drums for no particular reason. Nice. It's just very distracting. And then Travis Barker without a shirt on. You see that on SNL once in a while. Yeah. Like the the musical guest will be Halsey, but then you're like, is her guitar player John Mayer for some reason? Right. <laughs> you know who's a great follow is John Mayer's drummer on Instagram. Okay. He goes by Steroid. S-T-E-R-L-O-I-D. And he's really funny. I think you'd really appreciate his like overall humor. Okay. That's a deep cut. Yeah. John Mayer's. You don't think of John Mayer as even having a band, even when he was the John Mayer trio. I think he's just like a session drummer. Yeah. Who does a bunch of stuff for a bunch of people, but he definitely plays live with John Mayer. What'd you think of the SNL finale? Uh, Kind of, kind of underwhelming. Natasha Lyonne. Yeah. Just kind of like normal like, i mean it was a big send-off for uh kate mckinnon had a big send-off it, that was nice honestly i know i've like said things about kate mckinnon but i liked the way they did it i liked that it was the cold open that was good her moment where she like waves at earth actually felt very sincere definitely yeah um and same with 80 bryant's little goodbye with bowen yes. i thought that was subtle and cool yeah pete's was too on the nose i like i liked i liked the when he's like talking about how Lorne knew that this was like kind of an awkward fit. Right. And maybe that's why Pete was, maybe Pete was at his best when he was just being Pete. Yes. Um, but they were too explicit about him leaving the show. Yeah. And then Kyle Mooney got nothing. Kyle Mooney got zero. That's kind of unfortunate. Maybe he, was he wanted it that time. way. Maybe. I never liked him. No. Never connected with him. Wonder what he's going to do now. I don't know. Where's Beck Bennett? Well, the two of them together were good. The two only times Kyle there. Mooney was good, in my opinion, was in that partnership. Yeah. Michael Che was on Bill Simmons. I don't know if you heard that. I did hear it, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. He's not leaving, though, because there were some rumors that he might leave, and I think he told Bill, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, he said, like, unless something crazy happened, which I think meant, like, unless I get fired. Yeah. He seems like a real sweet guy, because, like... Yeah. On SNL, he's quite sardonic, mm-hmm. you know? He's kind of removed from it. But when he's in interviews, he comes off really nice. Same with uh, on that damn Michael Che. Like, he's very, like... Yeah? He's very, like, voice of reason to a lot of crazy stuff. Like, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot of, like, speaking on societal woes. Sure. But him doing it kind of like, I mean, I don't know. Like, think about it this way. I haven't watched any of it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I've got a long list of things that have gotten canceled. Oh. Uh, speaking of Ellen, the game of games got canceled. Sure. I'm a little surprised by that. Honestly, you would think that because her name's attached to it and people with cable watch game shows in prime time, you'd think that it would have like masked singer ratings or something. Uh, Keenan got canceled. Okay. Mr. Mayor got canceled, which I was pretty surprised by. Right. I think I kind of thought that it had like the the Ted Danson charm that yep. like he never gets canceled. 
Yeah. I didn't know that that went on for longer than a season anyway. Well, maybe it didn't. Maybe it was just the one season, okay. but it's not coming back. Uh, Riverdale got canceled, which is pretty interesting. Uh, that was still going on as well? Still going on. And I kind of thought, you know, like Pretty Little Liars or something, that it would just like go on forever. Right. It's already, you know, a husk of what it used to be. And I gave up on it. Yeah. Um, but it got canceled because of bad ratings. Damn. So if you were invested in that show and you really like suffered through some some manic TV writing, you're actually not going to be rewarded at all. No. And I don't think you probably were rewarded Fair at enough. any point. You know, <laughs> although a great Riverdale series finale would be like if all of like the demons and the zombies and the murderers and all of the darkness that made like made it archy but creepy yeah. went away and they just did like a show about like an all American football player was like <laughs> juggling two girlfriends and has a, a clunky car. Right. Like, that would be a funny thing if they just like and turned down the juice Jughead. and just made an Archie show for one episode. <laughs> I think they should. Maybe they did do that. I don't know. Good Sam, which was the Good Doctor spinoff. That's canceled. Okay. Bull is canceled. I don't know what Bull is, but I've often like seen 15 second bumpers for Bull. Yes. This guy was a guy who was in NCIS who went on to be in Bull. Is it a spinoff of NCIS? It's not a spinoff. Okay. But he's familiar from that. Yes. Uh, How We Roll got canceled. The Pete Holmes sitcom. The bowling show. Oh, that's too bad for him. Yeah. I never even like... I kept saying, we're definitely going to check it out because of the podcast. And I never once saw it. Right. Uh, Magnum P.I., the reboot, got canceled. Batwoman got canceled. Okay. Uh, that's the one that was Ruby Rose, and then she left, and then they re- recast her, and then that got canceled. Okay. Uh, Babysitter's Club on Netflix got canceled. I Know What You Did Last Summer on Amazon Prime got canceled. Dollface with Kat Dennings got canceled. Uh, another one that I've just like seen. Yeah. And The Lost Symbol, which is a Dan Brown tv show it got canceled huh whoa that's a lot of cancellations yeah did Which you see that somebody attacked the mona lisa speaking of dan brown i did yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a strange uh it was like a climate uh stunt it, yeah it had, i don't you just like we're talking about it he, i guess we are <laughs> this person this man disguises himself as an old woman in a wheelchair goes to the louvre and because he's in a wheelchair He's got like a little white wig of curls, like right. a perm. He goes to the front, and then when he's at the Mona Lisa, he leaps up and smears cake frosting all over the Mona Lisa. But she's behind protective glass. Yes, it's like... She's fine. And then he starts screaming about how we're destroying the environment. Yeah, and I don't see how those... Yeah, he was like, all art is... Uh, what did he say? He was like, artists care about the earth. Like, this is a weird tie. Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't really make any sense. Only one man can solve this mystery. Right. And it's Robert Langdon. Yeah, I was going to say. It's Dan Dan Brown's character. Uh, A couple of Star Wars things, because it was Star Wars Celebration last week. There was a trailer for Andor, which is like the Rogue One prequel, kind of, with uh, Diego Luna. Okay. So that looks really good. There's a small trailer for Mando 3, which is cool. Oh, good. And Obi-Wan Kenobi is the most watched Disney Plus premiere. Okay. Yeah, I believe that. And the third chapter in that show is coming out tomorrow morning. Right. Yep. We've seen the first two. You've seen yeah. the first two. Yeah, I got up and I watched them nice. as soon as they were out. Nice. Yeah. Um, are we going to go ahead and talk about that? Do right you want to talk about it in like a show showy way or do you just want to talk about it as, as as if it's something we watched? We can just talk about it as if it's Because I don't have any watched. notes on it, although sure. I can speak about it at, at pretty yeah. great well, length. Let's just talk about it like that. Okay. First of all... Uh, 
what what did, what grade do you give it right off the top? Um, oh, I give it a B plus. Okay. It, yeah. At least or an A minus even. Like yeah. I thought it was really really good. There yeah. are a couple of things that feel a little, and I always watch Star Wars with wonder goggles. Yes. I always at even if it's bad, <laughs> I'll be like that was amazing. Right. And then six months later, I'm like, hmm, it was bad. Um, Boba Fett, notwithstanding, I knew as I was watching it that it was that was bad. It was unspecial. Right. Um, there are little things like I, I th- one thing that jumps to mind that's like kind of corny is like young Leia running through the woods and yeah, people chasing her is right. It's, it's just seems very unconvincing. Jen loves the way that that little girl runs. Yeah, she runs. She's, weird. It's like adorable. Yeah, yeah. she's super adorable. And <laughs> yeah. I said to Ross, I wonder because they did a big rewrite on Obi-Wan Kenobi like two okay. years ago. They were going to do this show and then it was actually in trouble, the production, because right. they decided that this isn't working at all. We need to rewrite everything. And I wonder a little bit if one of their big studio notes was, right, but can we have a dynamic where there's like a grumpy father type character and a really cute kid? Because I think that works in Star Wars. Right. Yeah, that that could be true. Yeah. Um. I thought that the first episode was probably like a minus. Like I was fully on board. I think the Inquisitor is like super interesting. Yeah, like that, especially the the you know the robotic characters. I felt like the half sister wasn't really. That's Moses Ingram. She played Beth's friend in uh, uh, Queen's Gambit. Oh, that's who that is. Wild. Yeah. Okay, nice. I actually really like her. Her name her character's name is Riva. She's taking some shit online. Oh, is that D- right? Disney execs like had a meeting with her where they're like, look, fair warning, you're going to get a lot of racism at you. Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. rough. The only thing that I didn't love uh, about her was like in the second episode when she's doing all the like kind of like she's like throwing like gainers off buildings. Like she's doing these like incredible acrobatic yeah. things that just kind of seemed slightly unnecessary. We just don't know what is the foundation for her force abilities because right. she seems to be insanely talented with right. the force Very force-y. and she also knows stuff about obi-wan and like anakin skywalker that we can't figure out how she knows right like as far as the galaxy is concerned um anakin skywalker is dead so why does she know that like vader is skywalker and mm-hmm. like she uses princess leia to lure obi-wan off tatooine yeah under the guise of well he and bail organa are friends surely he'll go rescue her daughter but like Maybe she knows a step beyond that, which is that he has a connection to the Skywalkers. And in fact, she's a Skywalker. Right. So who knows? We're going to find out exactly what her, her background is. But but Ross cleverly pointed out that there was a girl with braids in the Order 66 youngling cold open of the series. Uh, and so like maybe she was training to be a Jedi. Got it. Cool. Yeah. The... Um, I do like the fact that it like clearly ties together how she knows Obi-Wan. Yeah, but does she? No, She's, no, she doesn't know Obi Wan no. as like I. I suppose I'm talking about like in a New Hope, like help us, Obi Wan, your only hope. Oh, I see. You mean Leia? But, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Like, yeah. like, but that's kind of interesting to me because, um. She doesn't necessarily seem to know who Obi-Wan is when she's delivering that distress call in A New Hope. She's no. she she introduces herself even. She's like years ago you helped my father in the Clone Wars. Right. And now we really need your help here. Um and so I'm left wondering does she not know the difference between Ben Kenobi and Obi-Wan Kenobi? Right. Or does she in fact remember having this great epic adventure when she was 10 with this old man? And why did 
Ben Kenobi not go further with the name change? Yeah, we still don't know, man. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> okay. And I was kind of hoping we would we would learn why he chose Ben. Right. Because like, there's not a lot of Earthling type names in Star Wars. It kind of no. seemed like an opportunity to to tell us, but like, he goes and rescues Princess Leia. She has this adventure. He introduces himself as Ben. And then many years later, she names her firstborn Ben. Right. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> didn't love in the second episode. Found like, you know, space city slash space kid selling space drugs. Yeah. I was like, are we kind of back into that? Like, here's our scooter gang. Oh, God, Zone, yeah. I you know? really hope not. Yeah. Because that was the worst part of I, yeah. the worst show. I agree. And it felt like, <clears throat> it felt kind of low budge when he was in that little, um, in that little, like, lab. Okay. I, I just felt like it wasn't quite shot the way or lit the way or something was, like, a little off for me there. Besides that, though, holds up strong. We'll continue watching. I, I think I'm like looking at it through an overly critical lens because of Boba Fett. Yeah, try to remove yourself from that. Coming, and, coming and also try to remove Fett. yourself from the Star Wars prequels, which by yeah, the way, I, like, I'm like i an apologist for. I like those movies and right. I think that he's the best part. And that's what this show really exists for as an opportunity to redeem not just him, but Hayden Christensen, who's going to like have an opportunity to flex some acting and like we're really going to fulfill that relationship those two characters have in this series it's also just six episodes one and done Mm -hmm. so like that's not too much to ask of you what'd you think of uh, kumail i thought it was funny i thought it was kind of cool yeah we've never seen him play a scummy dude before he's always a nice guy yes you're right you're right he is always a nice guy he played kind of a similar character in eternals is that right where he's like overall a, a good guy but like he has the well, like a scoundrel with a heart like, of gold is not a brand new archetype in Star Wars right, either. Yeah. Right. Um, what do you think of Flea? <laughs> I I thought that was perfect for Flea. Yeah. I thought that was a perfect role for Flea. Great for Flea. Yeah. As soon as he showed up, <clears throat> I was so happy to see Flea yeah. as that character. He's done some of those in his... Actually, his yeah. IMDb is loaded. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like I've seen him in something within the last five years. Maybe so. Yeah. Like it maybe it was like a true detective or something crazy or some movie. He was on Marin about two months ago. Yeah. And again, what a sweetheart. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely in The Big Lebowski. Oh, okay. And Back to the Future 2. I think those are like his two. Yeah, he's in Back to the Future 2 and 3, actually. And 3. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Yeah. I like the show. I'm trying to think of like what else we can we can highlight about it. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just it's just very satisfying. Mm-hmm. We get a little glimpse of young Luke Skywalker. Uh, Star Wars really can't seem to move off Luke Skywalker, for better or worse. Like, even the Book of Boba Fett brought him in, and very effectively, and when Mando brings him in, it's very effective, but, like, we have yet to tell a Star Wars story that doesn't have some kind of, like, really big moment that leans heavily on one specific hero of the galaxy. I also don't really buy her as a 10-year-old. Like, I think she's, like, six. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of think that, too. That's (laughs) a great point. But she speaks like she's 12. Yeah. Which they they make that note. But she looks like she's, like, a six-year-old. That's such a good point. Well, and interesting, too, that, like, had this 
been made 10 years ago or not even 10 years ago five years ago it would have been millie bobby brown and she wouldn't yeah. have been famous from stranger things she would have been famous from this but, but this. even when we first saw her we saw this like i don't know experience we saw mm-hmm. this like ineffable you belong here kind of quality you're going to be with us for the long haul and we actually compared her a lot to natalie portman mm-hmm. uh, and now i don't think anybody needs convincing that millie bobby brown's here to stay no I don't know if that's true of this actress too, but it's right. interesting that we could be seeing a star before she's anyone. Have we figured out why uh, Millie Bobby Brown still, why Eleven still can't, like she hasn't been assimilated in, into a normal way of speaking? Oh, I disagree. She is still like, Mike, I... <laughs> Friends don't lie. <laughs> I, I actually disagree. I think that they've done a, a fine job of upgrading her every season. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see, I... I I see it in a disjointed way. Yeah. So maybe if I watched the first season to now, I would I would change. Don't all forget, that. like it's only been your like... strength on the topic makes me back off. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, I I I, uh, I I bow to you on this. Well, one. and like for her, it's only been three or four years, right? And so like, if she didn't even know, ha- have any language skills previous True. to that, like she wouldn't be normal. Right. Like that thing in the first episode where she doesn't fit in with the other mm-hmm. kids and then she like tries to cast a spell on one of them and <laughs> right. like she's a total like weirdo freak show in yeah. her new school. That is what would happen. Like she would not fit in in no. any kind of... Although it's interesting that season three, the idea was that she was getting older and becoming a teenager and like going to the mall and liking clothes and stuff. Right. Now she's kind of regressed <laughs> to wearing plaids and being a nerd again. <laughs> to wearing plaids and making a, a diorama. By the way, the treatment of her in that diorama it's that so is insane unacceptable. Someone would ever be <laughs> that cruel. Someone just stomps in on any it. Way. Yeah. yeah. And the teacher just, and the, the teacher kind of gets mad eventually. Yes. But the teacher lets way too much go. We said the same thing. Like what psychopath is actually this mean to any human? You know, what, do, what kind of skin do you have in this game? Right. And like making her, she's not even like fighting back. Just leave no, her alone. If anything, she's kind <laughs> of like trying to save you. And be yeah. Like we're friends. <laughs> Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, that was awful. Um, the other thing that Jen pointed out was when Obi-Wan's like, how old are you? And uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm 10. And Jen's like, you were there when she was born. Yeah, like, I know. I thought that know, too. I was like, you, you know, know exactly how old she, how old she is. She is. Yeah. You were there in the room. And it's a nice round number. And Full decade. And you're babysitting her twin. This is the the other thing I was like, like you've watched this person grow yeah. every single She's exactly year. as old as you've been in hiding. Right. You know the number. I mean, it's just his way of saying like you seem more grown up than you are. Right. Uh, and I thought it was kind of funny when he says, well, pretend that I'm your dad. And she's like, grandfather, maybe. I kind of right. thought that was that cute. Was good. Uh, because something that's unspoken is that like we're 10 years out from leaving him off in Revenge of the Sith, which means we're only like eight or nine years out from him looking like Alec Guinness. From him being but he's Alec still, Guinness. That's, he's still sexy, sexy that's Ewan McGregor. the funniest part is <laughs> that in 10 years from now, he would be like, hello, <laughs> I'm Just old, grizzled. I mean, yeah. I guess probably living on Tatooine long-term is not good for the skin or something. And I do think at the end of this series, they're going to do a flash forward. I think right. that like, this is only worth it if they pull a rogue one and they mm. bring us right up to like right before he catches up and rescues Luke from the sand, uh, right. from the Tuscan Raider. Uh, and yeah, do the full old age makeup on you and McGregor, make him look like Alec Guinness. I want to see that. A guy in class said uh, that 
he's like, oh man, I can't wait to watch Obi-Wan. Like he's the greatest Jedi ever. Yeah. I was like, is he? No. <laughs> yeah. I didn't That's think funny. so. I was like, I mean like, I was like, he, he succumbs. He's like, oh, he doesn't succumb. He got, he gives up. I he guess kinda, he goes yeah. into hiding. But no, no, no. Like, he, he, he succumbs to Darth Vader by just kind of, I guess, disappearing. But no, if you strike me down and become it? more powerful than you could possibly imagine. He, so what happens there? He he becomes one with the Force, which is the natural cycle for any Jedi. Okay. Uh, I would say that though not the most powerful, in fact, a, a largely very average Jedi in terms right. of like Force talent. It's Mace Windu. Uh, no, I'd say he's not as powerful as Mace Windu. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but although I think there is a line where Anakin's like, he says, why is, Mas- why is his Master Yoda and his powerful as master windu i don't think that's necessarily true i think right. that he's average but he makes up for it in nobility right he's like one of the goodest people right. in the galaxy yeah uh and he means well and he's a great teacher um and he's a great hero and ewan mcgregor's very good in it yeah. and so i'm just like fully on the side of this show nice yeah so i, I like give it, it my s which is predictable how's school how's being a firefighter are you still like in the throes of intense learning? Uh, yeah, we're we're basically within like two weeks of of graduation. Oh, I got my station. I'm gonna be at Chesapeake, which okay. is station twenty three. Uh, it's the closest station to us. It's yep. about a twenty four minute drive, Not which bad. is a great situation yeah. for me. Could yeah. that have been way worse? Could you have been like an hour away? Yeah. Oh, yep. great. That's good. Exactly. So, uh, so I'm pumped about it, and it's a it's a good station. Apparently, everyone there is really awesome, and uh, it's going to be relatively busy. So that's. Are you going to have like a graduation ceremony? Yes, yeah. on June seventeenth. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's very soon. Yeah, yeah, and then literally like Monday, June twentieth, we start. Although it's funny because we have like ro- a rolling day off mm-hmm. every. I've had just Wednesdays off through class, which is great because it breaks the week up. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, but now we'll have a rolling day off. But my first of the rolling days off is the Monday that we all start. Okay, so <laughs> Your I'm like, first day is okay, a day off? yeah. Oh, that's right. kind of weird. So that I just work four days straight, and then the next week it's Tuesday and so yeah. on. But, uh, but no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, like, really, you know, I'm like, I'm like nervous, but also like I know it. Like when I try to yeah. like explain things to people, I'm like, oh, I actually like. Well, now you have get it. I'm a, good. <laughs> a, a ton of practical knowledge because it's so recent and fresh. Yes, and you're and you're so committed to learning it. Right. Um, once you start having the opportunity to apply it to actually being a firefighter, it's going to seem all the more natural. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You're ready is what I'm saying. You're ready, son. Hey, there we go. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And then, you know, uh, nine days before that happens, you get married. Gosh. Yeah. God. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. It's going to be really great. Um, there is a new season of My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. Yes. I've watched a few of them. I watched Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She's very cool. I watched Billie Eilish and Phineas. Uh-huh. Very cool. He really seemed to like her. Okay. Uh, I watched somebody else. Ryan Reynolds. Fine. Uh, I haven't watched Will Smith. And maybe I should have to like come up with a good Will Smith anecdote for this podcast. But something, and I've said this already, something that I, I can't get past is how irrelevant it is knowing it was taped before the slap right and i don't want to relate every will smith anecdote back to the slap right although there's a part of me that thinks it's too late for that that ship has sailed yeah and so i just kind of i can't 
Will imagine, Smith didn't want that, then he shouldn't have slapped again. Right. And like any hour long interview where we're like supposed to get down to brass tacks, where we're really supposed to figure out who this guy is, yeah. feels false knowing what else happens. It just kind of feels like the interview is going to like freeze out of frame of Will Smith's face. <laughs> Six months later, Will Smith would go on to slap Chris Rock at the Oscars. <laughs> well, and David Letterman has joked about it on his YouTube channel. Yeah, like right. He, he's actually like been a part of the Will Smith yeah. conversation, as has everybody. Right. And I guess I, I am interested to watch the Will Smith one because is it a is it about promoting King Richard or are we promoting the Will Smith brand? Are we talking about Jada and the kids? Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Because what else, what is Dave going to come up with to ask Will Smith? That hasn't been asked before? That hasn't been asked. Well, the only thing I'll say to that is that Will Smith has not been, for his 30 plus year career, has not been a stern regular. He hasn't done, I don't think he's ever done Marin. Like, this would be one of very few long form interviews. If he's done them in the past, it would be like Oprah. Is he a well-liked guy? Like, does he have many friends in Hollywood? Does he have boys? Yeah. Besides, he's got Denzel, Jeff. I guess. Right, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, like, when you're as famous as Will Smith, you kind of have to wonder, like, what even is a friend? Mm, yeah. You know? Right. Maybe that's the name of his next special. <laughs> what even is a friend? <laughs> even is a friend? <laughs> like, seriously, like, your peers are Tom Cruise. Yeah. And, Aha, and maybe. What even is a friend? It's <laughs> <laughs> his next <laughs> single. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and Denzel Washington, like they're they're only as A-list as you can get, and those folks are yeah. busy. Yeah, who is Robert Downey Jr. best friends with? He's like, mm, sure, okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> I, I, it's like like your Paul Rudd. I think that you are almost there, but you can take it the other ten percent, and you never do. <laughs> That's right. You need to spend a half no. an hour. <laughs> I can't and do it. perfect your Robert Downey Jr. Can't do it. Won't commit. <laughs> Another guy that I just don't need to see an hour-long interview with. I, I think actually right. some of these people are not interesting. I think less famous people are more interesting than than Will Smith. Less famous, is. Be, it's because we already know enough about Robert Downey Jr. Do we know enough about Will Smith? Mm. Evidently not. No, I, I yeah maybe maybe we never will, and that's <laughs> it's too bad we didn't know more. That's <laughs> that's why we can't trust him. Yeah, I've been saying it for years. Never trust Will.